Welcome to episode five of our summer special series of As You Go, a podcast meant to encourage and disciple women who are daily trying to follow Jesus while balancing all of the things in their lives like work, family, friendships, mental and physical health, and so much more. I'm Kathy, hosting alongside one of my very favorite people, Miranda Cokes. Hello, hello. Hello. In case you are just tuning in, our church is doing a summer series on the book of Romans called Masterclass. We're going through Romans verse by verse, and during the series, we also have a weekly scripture memorization challenge that has been so fun, and I just used the word challenge, but I just want to say it again, and it has been incredibly challenging. It really has been. (laughs) Um, So this last weekend at church, um, we had a camera crew going around asking people if they had their verses memorized. (laughs) And it was so funny to see people's reactions. (laughs) I'm not going to lie. I saw them walking around and I was like, oh, don't ask me. (laughs) Don't ask me because I need to do better. I can't wait to see whatever video they come up with. They should do like a bloop. For real, that would be amazing. I, I would. They have a lot of material they from what from what, <laughs> from what I saw, and and that includes myself. So what I love about this series in particular is that we have been able to talk with members of our Rolling Hills staff, and we get to know their insights. And it has been so great to just learn more about our staff and just discuss Romans and. <laughs> And also just get to know one another better. So today we are with Ashley Fox. Ashley, you are our discipleship and missions associate. Um, And we're going to be talking about Romans 10, 11, and 12. Um, So I can't wait, Ashley, to learn more about who you are and what is a discipleship and missions associate. (laughs) So Ashley, can you just share who are you and tell us about this Discipleship and Missions Associate. Yes, it's kind of a mouthful, isn't it? Um, I have a lot of roles um, in discipleship. Um, I get the privilege of working with community groups. Um, And then as the mission side, I get to work with local missions and planning our Do Good Local Summer Challenge and collecting things for local missions. Also, our national trips and international trips. I get to help people go on mission trips. Mm-hmm. And so it's a lot of fun. That and is great. Can we throw in here that she's an incredible baker? Oh, <laughs> the best cookies you've ever had. Yes, cakes. cookies, oh, cupcakes, cakes, all, all the things. It's a very important yes. role. And <laughs> as someone, so as the women's pastor, I am on the discipleship team. So Ashley is on our team and she just keeps us all in line and she has to deal with a lot of shenanigans. So um, I try. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's hard. It's like herding cats, but <laughs> she, she does a great job. <laughs> um, Ashley, tell us a little bit about your family. Yeah. So um, my family and I have lived in Franklin for probably 11 years. I've been married to my husband, Mike, for I think 23 years. Nice. Yes, we were high school sweethearts. We have three children. I have one that just graduated from college. I have one that just graduated from high school. And then I have another son that will be a sophomore this year. So they keep me very busy. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, yes. That that sounds like your plate would be very full. <laughs> yes. Um, can you just tell us a little bit about your faith journey? Um, are there any significant events or seasons that God has used in your life that has really helped you to to be more like Jesus? Sure. So, oh, that's one of those things, my faith story. I never think it's that exciting because mm-hmm. I grew up 
um, in a Christian home, going to church um, Sunday morning, Sunday evening, Wednesday evening. I mean, I had a great biblical foundation, um, knowing all the Bible stories and memorizing the books and all Mm -hmm. those things. And it was more about knowledge at the time. Um, It wasn't until probably that I went to college and started trying to fill that loneliness and void and things that I knew were missing with worldly things. Mm -hmm. And I think it wasn't until then that I just realized it was, I was missing something and it turned to more of a relationship with Jesus than it was about the knowledge of Jesus. So it became more of a heart thing. I think that's one of our hopes, not only for us and for other people, even as we're walking through Romans, is that as we're studying the word, that what we're studying connects to our heart and penetrates the depths of, of our heart. So thank you so much for sharing that story and that and that journey, because the knowledge is so important because we need to know God's word, right? We need to have an understanding of the gospel and um, what his truths are. Um, but we also need to understand that it's about that relationship with him and it's that heart change um, and him working in our lives. So one of the themes that we just hear over and over and over again from women. And I'm not even just talking about other women. I'm I'm also talking about myself, right? right? (laughs) Um, That when we talk about the spiritual discipline of gaining that knowledge, of spending that time with the Lord, of studying God's word, and knowing that it's so important and it's so it's such an important part of our day, it's such an important part of our growing relationship with the Lord and him growing us in Christ likeness and him changing our hearts is spending that time in the word. But as women, I mean, you've already mentioned, right? You're a wife, you're a mom to these three kids who are in different seasons. You work, you also have this side gig of baking, you have friendships, you have community, um, you volunteer, you serve, you've gone on mission trips this summer and are (laughs) going on more. And so you are incredibly busy So how do you, or maybe what's been challenging for you to carve out that intentional time to develop that spiritual discipline of being in the word? And what have you learned along the way that's been helpful for you? Right. That's, that's a challenge. That's a challenge for all women. And it does depend on the season that you're in. For me, it's about routine. I'm a very routine oriented person. So I have to establish that for me right now. It's getting up in the morning and uh, if it's getting the kids off to school or whatever, after that, I sit down and I have my time um, before I do anything else. But uh, also for me, it's accountability. So selfishly, I lead a Bible study for women because that holds me accountable when I have to study. (laughs) So that for me is a big part of it. Um, It just keeps me in the word because I know Mm -hmm. I have to be prepared for it. Mm -hmm. So what about the, this summer, I'm going to kind of throw this out to you also, Miranda. So, so it's summertime and Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so often we're like, Oh, in the summer, in the summer, I'll have, more time. And so I'll, you know, I'll do this or I'll do that, or I'll, I'll start this reading plan once summer hits because I won't maybe have as many responsibilities. 
is that is that true for you all or do you find summer to be harder because you're like I'm out <laughs> I'm like out you know the I kids think are it's home, harder, the, harder. <laughs> yeah I think it is much more difficult um you know for me personally I mean we've had graduation mm-hmm. and birthday celebrations and you know we leave to go to beach week I I do with my daughter leave to go to beach week and we have so it it definitely um, whatever that mindset is that I'm just going to be sitting around and having all this extra time to mm. know. And mm. I think in our minds, so many times I hear women say, I'm going to get caught up on this and I'm going to do this. And then summer just rolls in mm-hmm. and you just find yourself doing all these other things. So yeah, I, it's a myth. It is. It is a myth. (laughs) And I think it goes back to what Ashley said, like a part of the routine. Routine. And even when we Mm -hmm. step into summer and and that's not for everybody, you know, like my work schedule is no different in the summer. Well, it is a little bit different, but you know, even if you're empty nester or you don't have kids or whatever, um, you know, sometimes your summer doesn't look very different than other people's does, but I think it's the routine. Mm -hmm. I think in the summer we have a tendency to have a different routine. And our mindset is we have a different routine, so I'll add in this Bible reading. Right. But the reality is we might need to be even more intentional in the summertime than we even are once we get right. back into that. And, and your schedule changes in the summer um, for a lot of people, especially mm-hmm. if you have kids, so it just depends. So I can think back to when I was a young mom I didn't study in the morning. Mm-hmm. You know, it was a nighttime thing after I put the kids to bed. So you just have to find that time that works for you. Right. And it might be different in different seasons. And mm-hmm. I I can relate to Ashley a lot in that I find that I need that accountability. So mm-hmm. leading a study or being mm-hmm. in a study is just really helpful to me. So for example, um, I appreciate right now we're taking our staff female staff in Franklin through um, the When You Pray study um, through Lifeway. And so that is helpful for me because it keeps me on task. Right. (laughs) And um, I love that we have our daily step at Rolling Hills um, because if I don't have a plan or something to follow, I am... I am going to get off track. And mm-hmm. I know this about myself. Mm-hmm. Which is one of the reasons I love that we do this master class in the summer mm-hmm. uh, because I think it does keep us with a plan. It keeps us guided. We know that we're going to do chapter by chapter mm-hmm. each yep. week. We know, you know, we have this journal, we have these questions. Um, so, Ashley, for you, as we have been in master class now for quite a few weeks, actually, what's been the most exciting part for you? For me, the most exciting thing is that. We are walking through it step by step because I think Paul's writings are challenging. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it sometimes is hard to understand and just being able to go through it together as a, as a church family and just going through it step by step, it makes it easier to understand. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so the last couple of weeks, we've been going through Romans Chapters 10, 11, and 12. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know there's a lot there. Uh, if you had to summarize these chapters, and please know, we understand this is a, a heavy question. Um, mm-hmm. But if you had to summarize those chapters for someone, what would you say? And we're not talking deep theology, just mm-hmm. if you had to explain it to a person on the street. Right. Well, you know, chapters 10 and 11 really just lay out the detailed plan of salvation. I mean, it's a great chapter for 
wanting to, um, if you want to explain what Christianity looks like to someone, because it just shows um, that your righteousness comes through faith and in Jesus and that salvation is for everyone. So um, I think that's what 10 and 11 do. But then 12 transitions and it gives us um, the details and how to live that Christian life and how to walk with Jesus. Right. Yeah. I mean, there's so many just, again, Romans is full of foundation and biblical just powerhouse truths that you can always take with you. Um, so going back to our memory verse, uh, because we kind of have to focus in somewhere. So um, our memory verses for chapter 10 were Romans 10, 9 and 10. So <laughs> it says this, if you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved. What do these verses mean to you, Ashley? Why do you think they're important? Right. Well, again, it's just the the path to salvation, and it just gives you a clear picture of what that looks like. And one of the things that I think of in it, when you become a believer— then you want to confess and you want to tell others about it. And it's just this overflow of your belief. Once you believe, then you, then the confession of Christ is that overflow of that. It just comes out of you. So you want to share it with others. And I, I love, there's so much about obviously Romans. I love nine and 10 and we're going to step into chapter 11 in just a second. There's so many pieces of that that have really stood out to me. When we go back to 9 and 10, I think we can actually break this down into what's our job and what's God's job because so often we go back to the I'm not good enough or I haven't done enough or how can he save me? And so we go back to that I must earn it, I must earn it, I must earn it. But if you look at nine and 10, our job is believing, right, with our heart that Jesus is Lord, that he made a way for us to be in relationship with him. And there's nothing that we could do to earn that mm -hmm. or to deserve it. It's all about our belief that we are in need of a savior and Jesus is our savior. And then we believe it and then are justified. We can't justify ourselves, right? That is us being declared righteous. It is a one act. Um, and we can, we can go on, you know, into justification and sanctification and all of that. But, um, and then when we recognize, and we've talked about this before, but you just keep coming back to it. When we recognize the bigness of that, the bigness of what God has done for us, what Jesus has done for us, we want to profess with our mouth, like, look at what God did. And we preach, want Kathy. I know, I'm like, so <laughs> the bigness of it. And why would we not want to shout that and to declare that to other people, mm -hmm. you know? Amen. So let's go to Romans 11, and we're looking at verses 33 through 36. Oh, the depth of the riches of the wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable his judgment and his paths beyond tracing out. 
who has known the mind of God or who has been his counselor? Who has ever given to God that God should repay them? For from him and through him and for him are all things. To him be the glory forever. Amen. 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 And I think mm. one of my favorite parts of this section are the questions. Mm -hmm. Who has known the mind of the Lord? Because we're going to say, well, no one, right? And then we're going to say, or who has been his counselor? Well, no one. But I have to tell you, when I read this today <laughs> again, how often do I think that I know the mind of the right. Lord? Or I want to tell the Lord what his mind ought to be and mm -hmm. what his thinking mm -hmm. ought to be or who has been his counselor. There is no one that needs to counsel the Lord. Right. Um, but so often I'm like, hey, Lord, what what, what about this? Maybe this, maybe that. I don't know. <laughs> I've got this? a suggestion for you. I have a suggestion you. box, Lord. <laughs> um, so maybe, but this is saying no one is greater. Mm. We cannot even begin to understand the infinite knowledge and wisdom that he has. How about you? How about you girls? How does this verse kind of stand out to you? I think that is such a good point, Kathy. Um, and I love how um, I, I couldn't have spelled it out how you just did. <laughs> I feel like you just preached a sermon there. <laughs> yes, um, it just shows I, how big God is. Yeah, yeah. Just that how in those few verses, our hearts can just be turned towards him in such a, a way of the, of honor and praise and glory. I, I just love that. All right, let's, let's move into chapter 12. I know we have a lot of chapters to cover, and so we're pulling out the main scripture passages, but we do encourage you, go back and read the entirety of all of these chapters and all of Romans, if if you haven't had the opportunity to do that yet. Romans 12, 1 through 2, Therefore I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Ashley, you talked about um, ver chapter 12 being the kind of that transitioning from, okay, what does this look like for us as we are walking out our salvation, as we are growing in Christ-likeness? Talk to us a little bit about these verses 1 and 2. Right. Um, yeah, I think that chapter 12 just really goes to practical advice. And it, and if you think about it, it gives a lot of advice of things that we want to teach our children, mm -hmm. loving others and being humble. And, you know, it's all those virtues that we want our children to have. Um, but specifically here in verse two, it talks about renewing your mind. And I love that the fact that because I have a lot of thoughts that maybe I don't want to be thinking and, or, you know, things that I want to change. And it's through that Holy Spirit that can actually renew your mind. And actually, I've experienced this when I was a young mom. It seemed like I was going through a lot of fear and anxiety, and I just worried about everything. And this movie would just play in my head that something was going to happen to one of my children or my husband and what was I going to do and how I was going to react. And it was just this 
whirlwind that kept spiraling. And so um, I actually started replacing those thoughts with truths from scripture. And anytime a negative thought or a fear would enter my mind, then I would replace it with um, either a promise or, or a blessing. And it did truly renew my mind. You know, the Holy Spirit worked in me and I those fears lessened for me when I started replacing that with truths from Scripture. And that actually is a habit as well, right? Because Absolutely. I think we all have a narrative, a script um, that we write. Either it's things that, you know, we tell ourselves about ourselves or about situations or maybe other people have influenced that or maybe circumstances have influenced that. And so that renewing your mind is actually creating a new habit of replacing things that are not true with things that are true, with reminders of who God is. But in order to do that, we have to be reminded of what truth is, right? right. Um, and then we have to flex that, stretch that muscle, right? Which takes endurance and takes perseverance. And we can quickly say to someone, well, just replace it with a truth. But it is, it is, it's hard, right? It's a practice. It's creating it does. It a takes new time. narrative. It yeah. doesn't happen instantly. I mean, it was something that I had to do repeatedly over and over. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but it is something that God can do is that's creating new habits in us and our thinking. Right. And I love these verses so much. I, I think if you, if you break them all down, um, and I love how it, he starts with, um, in view of God's mercy, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, because that is like the umbrella um, under which all of these other things have to happen. So, and just the fact that we offer our bodies as a living sacrifice, like we don't have to sacrifice animals or do rituals or anything like that. We are, we, our sacrifice is worshiping him and honoring him every day and how we live and how we glorify him is worship. So many times we think of worship as just songs, Singing. <laughs> um, but we are, um, we are, we, we worship him through our lives and how, and how we live. And then just this whole idea in verse two of being transformed um, because at the end of the day, we can check all the boxes and do all the things, but unless there is true transformation in our heart, um, then all of that is, is for nothing. And it's in view of God's mercy. We're doing that because we understand what he has done for us. So I just, there's so much there in those two verses. Mm -hmm. One of my favorite. One of the things that I, I, I wish that we had talked about a few minutes ago, um, but I think it's important to bring up, especially because Pastor Jeff always references when we see that therefore, mm -hmm. and chapter 12 starts with the therefore. And so Pastor Jeff will say, well, what's it there for? So um, what it's there for is if you go back to Romans 11 and those verses that we just talked about, about the bigness, the greatness, the knowledge of God, right? The ultimate counselor and talking about his wisdom and that his ways are perfect and to him be all the glory. Therefore, we recognize all of those things as true. Therefore, this is how we respond. Right. 
right. with Romans 12, 1 through 2. And then it's interesting, too, because it says, then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. And one of the biggest questions that comes up in just in life, in women's ministry, and you know, how do I know what God wants me to do? How do I know what his will is? If you have a heart of those verses from chapter 11, where we are just completely surrendered to him, um, and we are living our lives as a, a living sacrifice, um, and he's transforming our hearts and our minds, we will be able to see what his will is for us. And because his will is good, pleasing, and perfect every time. So as we've been going through the book of Romans, Ashley, do you have any other just overall thoughts or verses that have stood out to you that maybe are beyond these three chapters? Well, am I allowed to skip ahead? Absolutely. <laughs> Go for <laughs> because it. Because I actually have a verse that I really like that is going to be in Romans 15. So it's like a stay tuned. You're going to have to keep reading to get to it. But it's Romans 15, 13. And it says, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. And it comes back to that that word overflow again that we used before. And I just love it because God fills us with so much, that Holy Spirit. And I think of it as, you know, when you pour a soda and it bubbles over and it just keeps coming out. And that's what we want in our hearts, too, that it's just going to come out and overflow in us. And he just fills us with so much, that joy and that peace and that trust um, through the Holy Spirit. And that's what I just want my life to look like, that it's just going to be abundantly full and overflowing with with um, joy and peace. I love that. And hope is always on the horizon. You can always right. look out and, that's right. and find hope. So right. I love that. And that's the, all, the whole book of Romans just offers so much hope for us because um, the salvation that, that Jesus offers is for everybody. And mm -hmm. it doesn't matter what your past looks like. It doesn't matter what you've done or who you are. It's for everyone. Right. And that's what's so precious about the book of Romans. Ashley, thank you so much for sitting with us today. And um, I don't know what you all are going to hear when this is done, uh, but we have had a lot of broken <laughs> moments in this, but we are just praying that God puts it together yes. beautifully and that you can hear um, some nuggets of truth that are, there's so many in Romans, but maybe what stood out to us. And then I encourage you to think about what God is teaching you personally as you are walking through this. So Ashley, once again, thank you so much for being here. You're welcome. Ladies, thank you for listening to our As You Go summer series on the Book of Romans. If you're interested in learning more about Rolling Hills, download our Rolling Hills app, follow us on social media, or visit our website at rollinghills.church. As You Go podcast is a part of the Rolling Hills Podcast Network, available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. Ladies, thank you so much for tuning in today. 